Hello and welcome to the Black Eye Podcast. Coming up on today's episode is my response to the Roe v. Wade overturn and how it affects women, black women in particular. It is a rant. And a question. What does it mean to be pro-life and pro-choice? And what are the ramifications of being pro-life and pro-choice? So, stay tuned. Hello and welcome to the Black Eye Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle. Um, I just want to start out with this introduction because as you know, uh, Roe versus Wade has been overturned by the Supreme Court and there are a lot of reactions to that decision. Uh, one of my earliest reactions, um, I had record, I recorded earlier actually, back in May, and I think it's still relevant today, but I also wanted to have an immediate reaction to what I read online. And as a woman, um, I just want to address this particular um, Instagram post by an Eric July, who uh, went on to write this. What needs to be addressed is the fact that we have cultivated a culture of girls that believe their womanhood is largely defined by their ability to have irrational sexual intercourse and kill their child in the result of it. This sparks, excuse me, this speaks to a failure on multiple fronts. And I like to address that because this is what angers me about the entire uh, narrative of, um, sexual freedom among females. Now, I, 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 you're, you're going to hear about my, um, how I feel about abortion, how I think abortion is a very complicated issue and that um, it boils down to a bunch of men telling women what to do. Um, but it's, it's a deeper situation because if you are talking about pro-life, then you have to talk about pro-life and what that actually means and what that actually means to society because you really have to support life throughout. You can't be pro-life and then against anything that would help life or help sustain life like um, public, they don't call it welfare anymore, but um, TANF, Uh, temporary assistance for needy families or food stamps that help put food on on children's table or, you know, the child tax credit, which helps families who are making below a certain amount of money feed their children. These are things that are important. And although we, I do lean conservative, it does put into question what it means to be pro-life because pro-life means you have to support life not just the concept of life. And, you know, when I, when I think about people who are pro-life, you can't just say I'm pro-life and then, you know, 
disguise or lie to yourself about what it is that you're doing. But I don't want to get on that because I, I, I that's going to probably be in the second segment. And I've already kind of talked about that and I've addressed that early. I will address that uh, later on. But what I wanted to talk about was women's sexual rights. And what aggravates me about uh, all of this, this nonsense is about women and sexuality and how women aren't supposed to have sex while men go around having sex with anybody they want indiscriminately, however they want to have it. But women are not supposed to be this way. And it annoys me to no end because it takes away the right or, or the humanity of a woman to suggest to anybody that a woman doesn't have needs, that a woman can't be sexually active. She can't have a strong sex drive. We are under the, we understand that the consequences of our sexuality, and there has to be, is that we have to carry a child. We have to carry that child for nine months. And, you know, in today's time, and I, I think I stated this before, and I'll probably state it again. In today's time, we shouldn't be, and I'm talking about we women, we have contraceptives now. Abortion shouldn't be as big a deal as it once was. Because now they have even a morning after pill. $50, you can go. It works up to 48 hours. You know, it's, it's effective. Like 85% effective or something like that. You have the morning after pill. $50 will get you to the drugstore and get you the morning after pill. You have contraceptives with um, hormones and without hormones. You have the five-year plan. You don't even got to think about contraceptives. You have the pill. There are so many alternatives to prevent pregnancy, to prevent unwanted pregnancy, that I personally feel that it would be atrocious for a woman who doesn't want to have a family right away to become impregnated. Now, while all of these are not always foolproof, you know, not most of them are not exactly 100%. So, you know, there is that slim chance that you could get pregnant and still be on contraceptives. I know like men that blows their minds, but it, the, the responsibility also lies within the men to also use contraceptives. If he doesn't want to have a child out of wedlock, if he doesn't want to be a father, the responsibility falls on him as well. Especially when you, the man, want to, you, you know, you have sex with whomever you want. And if we're going by this manosphere bullshit, then you have options. You have multiple women in your stream. And how about the the you know the men out here the 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 celebrities the rap guys who who are out there with um eight children by eight different people what's his name future eight children by eight different women how is that celebrated 
But the women get the blame for what men do. We don't make the babies. We carry the babies. And really, we shouldn't be punished for what's deposited in us. We really shouldn't be. But we have to understand what it means to be pro-life and we have to understand what it means to be pro-choice. Because I'm sorry, not every woman should be a mother. Not every mother, not every woman should be a wife. Not every woman can be either of those things. So, you know, I, you know, I'm really deeply offended by the idea that men can do whatever the hell they want, but women are not supposed to have needs, wants, and desires. Women are not supposed to be sexually active. We're supposed to sit there and not be. And I'm appalled by that. I'm appalled by that. Even though I'm not even really a big proponent for abortion, I do believe in a woman's right to decide what it is she wants to do with her body. Because we have to carry the baby. You don't. You know, the, 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 the letter A, you know, that falls on our foreheads, especially among black women. We have to carry the burden. We're the single mothers. We're the baby mamas. We have to put up with the drama. We have all the, the, the carry all the load. And what do men deposit? A lot of mouth. A lot of opinions. A lot of highfalutin moralities that they don't live up to themselves. I love how some of these men are out here proposing that women um, be chaste and pure and this and, and not have babies out of wedlock and all that kind of stuff. But they have babies out of wedlock. They have a baby mama stashed away somewhere. But they want to tell women what to do. I, I, I know I'm probably going to, this podcast is probably going to be like totally schizophrenic. But it, it, like abortion is a complicated issue. It's complicated. It's not simple. It's not as simple as women. It, it, women who are sexually active are not the only representatives of people who get abortions. They're not. And we really have to think about that. You know, these crazy nutbags out there talking about killing babies and all that kind of stuff. They don't represent what it, the real women. They just don't. And I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I just wanted to get on <clears throat> and share this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um. Because it's important, especially among black women, you know, we are already marginalized. We're in the most educated class in the United States of America, but we're still being marginalized and um, maligned for being multiple babies, even though we don't even live like that anymore. Most of us, most women, black women are educated, going to college, changing their lives becoming financially independent, not dependent on the government, but being financially independent of in and of themselves. And we're still being maligned. And now if you have a baby out of wedlock, more black women will have to suffer. 
And I know men are going to sit there and say, well, you're not really suffering. You're both educated people. No, we, we are. We are. We are. And it puts more black Americans, more black women in danger than ever before. It does affect black women more so than anyone. But anyways, I just wanted to talk about this clip and I wanted to really talk about, um, just introduce what this podcast was all about. It was a reaction to what happened, the, the leak actually in May, I believe it was, the, the May leak of the Supreme Court who was going to overthrow Roe versus Wade. And I wanted to just address that um, and just start that start this particular podcast on that note. Um, I'll be back with a less ranty uh, response to Roe versus Wade. But right now, I just wanted to share that uh what I recorded and did not release. So I'm going to end this, take a quick break, and I'll be right back with the segment, the second segment. You are listening to the Black Eye Podcast. And welcome to the Black Eye Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle. How are you doing today? I hope you're doing well. Today, I just want to express uh, some thoughts about uh, the abortion issue. You know, it's been on my mind for a long time. You know, uh, as a person who was raised Christian, we are taught to believe that... um, we should be pro-life. But at the same time we are proclaiming to be pro-life, we are also advocating for um, programs that would help sustain such life. Uh, You know, we are against, uh, we seemingly are against food stamps, we're against Anything that might help uh, a family or or a single mother sustain life. And it got me to thinking about my stance, you know, on abortion. And let me just, let me just give a side note here and say that I am appalled, absolutely appalled by the insane people uh, fighting for the woman's right to abortion because it is far too serious to allow a bunch of crazies to come in, hijack an issue that is not about them at all uh, and make it about, you know, some insane baby-hating mantra. You know, it's a very complicated issue. And and it annoys me to no end that men, the very men who will 
go out, make a woman pregnant. And I'm not saying that the woman is absolved from any responsibility. But let's face it, you know, a woman doesn't necessarily have the tools to make a baby. So she can't do it alone. And, you know, these very proponents, they tell you abortion is evil, abortion is sin, abortion is murder. These very proponents will be the very people who will vote against child care, child care, uh, anything that's going to support a child through their life. And I'm of the conviction now that if we're going to support life, then we have to support it not only in the womb, because that's not where life matters. I mean, it does matter in the womb. That's where it matters. But also when it comes out of the womb. I don't know. I think that the United States is the only country that doesn't revere mothers as much as other countries do. You know, we, we are very hard on mothers, you know, especially black mothers, especially women of color. We're very hard on, on, on mothers. And, you know, we're so hard on mothers and we, we, we drag them and we denigrate them and we degrade them and we label them so much in the society that it's no wonder women do not want to wear or do not want to endure uh, having a child in the society. You know, um, and I know like, what I'm going to say, people are going to say, well, Michelle, you know, there are welfare programs and there is generational welfare and this. Yeah, yeah, I, I was there. I know exactly what you're talking about. But what I'm talking about is a fundamental choice. A choice, a personal choice that a woman has to make for herself. Nobody can make that choice for her. Whether you agree with that choice or whether you disagree with that choice. No one can make that choice for her. And no matter how spiritual you are, you cannot get a person into heaven and you cannot push them into hell. Because we really don't know what is going on in a person's mind. We don't know what's going on in their hearts. We don't know what's going on in their souls. We just don't know. And it's getting to the point, even though I am not for a proponent of abortion per se. And you're just going to say, Michelle, you're on the fence. You just kind of contradicted yourself. And maybe I did. I don't know. But it's, it's a lot more complicated than just a good and bad kind of deal. Now, I don't believe that um, abortion is going to be gone from the public or, you know, from the state. I don't believe anybody's going back to those dark ages where abortions are completely illegal. It is going to be based on the state, et cetera, et cetera. However, I just think that we should really consider what we're talking about when we say we are pro-life. Because, yes, life does begin at conception. And, and both, both pro-life and pro-choice people have to be honest about what they mean. Because pro-choice, you know, you have to be honest. You're ending something. It's ending. 
and I, I, I don't know if I spoke about this or I released this particular podcast, but uh, or a podcast regarding abortion. I don't understand why abortion is so uh, prevalent, considering that we have so many alternatives now that you can just buy over the counter. You can prevent this. But I'm, I'm not going to preach to you about it. I'm just saying there are alternatives out there. And if Mississippi or any other state is preventing contraceptives, they are wrong. They are dead wrong. And I do not support that. Because we cannot force anyone to do something they don't want to do. You can't force a person to want to carry a child uh, of their attacker. You can't force a person to carry a baby. You know, you, you, you just can't do that. These are complicated issues. Complicated and personal to the mind, bodies, and spirits of the woman who is doing the, the, making the decision. And I just wanted to put that thought out there that, you know, even though I'm not for, and I may sound hypocritical because I understood what caused me to get an abortion. I understood the fear, the labeling. You know, I, I didn't want to be anybody's baby mama. I mean, all these negative connotations haunt me. And, and that was wrong, you know, of my, I take responsibility for my own thing. But, you know, motherhood in this country and I, I don't know if I should speak for the whole country, actually. I only lived in a small part of it. But it doesn't seem to be taken in the manner that it should be taken. And you, you know, there should be a leave with pay for mothers. There should be, a, um, you know, whatever a mother needs, child care for mothers. There should be, you know, reliable, anything that she needs to raise her child in a healthy, happy manner. Because life is the most important thing, uh, bringing a life into this world is the most important thing people can do. Creating a life and bringing it into this world. I don't believe entirely that abortion is going to go away. I don't, you know, I've looked around in this world and I've seen some women in this world who should not be mothers. I'm sorry. You know, I know religious people believe that this woman's only worth is to bring a mother, bring healthy children into the world. I don't think that every woman in this world should be a mother. I, I, I really don't. They should just stay away from motherhood, period. I've seen some mothers who should not be mothers. Some women who should not be wives, some men who should not be fathers, etc., etc. But we have to really think about what it means to be pro-life and pro-choice because those are serious issues. They're not... These, you know, it, those issues are not those crazy people standing in front of the Supreme Court screaming obscenities and hor hor horrifics. Hor I don't know what they call them. Anyways, you know, th that's not what it is. It is a deeply personal 
issue between God and the woman. Not God necessarily in the state, but God and the woman. Because in the end, she's going to have to live with her decision. Not the man, not the state, not the Supreme Court, not anybody else. She does. I do. You do. We women have to live with the decision. And the same as if we have the child. You know, <laughs> having a child is not revered. You know, you have these, these people, these men, saying that now that you have a child, your, uh, your, 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 your market value is down. I mean, how awful in this society. In this, this negativity toward motherhood. And, um, well, anyway, I just wanted to express those thoughts. I don't want to go down that entire rabbit hole because I will rant about all of it and tie it all together as best I could. But those are my thoughts. Those are that, you know, abortion is a deeply personal issue. It's, it's a lot deeper than these little sound bites on the news and these crazies on YouTube. It's deeper. It's much deeper. And we should be very solemn when we talk about what that means to be pro-life. Because that means that when you are pro-life, you have to support life from the time that it is conceived to the time that that child reaches the age of maturity. And if you believe that, then you can't turn your back on child care and I know they don't call it welfare, but whatever kind of benefit that helps a child and the mother, a healthy home, um, and I don't mean healthy by what you're doing, but like a, a good home to raise children, good schools, all those things cost you money. You can't be uh, pro-life and not think about that. Because yes, life begins at birth, but it continues. It doesn't stop there. It continues and grows. And changes. It needs to eat. It needs to be safe, warm, and dry. And if you're pro-choice, then you have to understand that you are ending a life. It is you are ending a life. You are effectively ending pregnancy. Not any cells or anything like that. No. Truthfully and honestly. That is what you're doing. And what does that mean when that happens? And that's a personal thing. That's a personal thing. So anyway, those are my thoughts about uh, the abortion issue. Um, Be sure to uh, leave your uh, opinions, leave your thoughts, uh, concerns, whatever. And... um, Twitter at MHB1070, the Black Eye Podcast. Also on Instagram at MHIGH1029. Also at my website at. My website. Oh my God, I forgot my website. (laughs) Podpage.com forward slash the Black Eye Podcast. You have to forgive me. I just totally blanked out there listen thank you for listening thank you for your time for uh, support I really do appreciate
You have just heard the Black Eye Podcast. If you would like to contact me, you can do so through Twitter at MHB1070, on Instagram at My1029, that's M-H-I-G-H-1029, excuse me, or on Patreon at theblackeyepodcast.com. If you would like to donate to the podcast, you can do so through Stripe. Any donation helps me make better content and bring it to you. Thank you.